0: 9, the Hill, WCHL, and the UNC Hussman School of Journalism and Media. Present Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. Sports Focus, dedicated to in-depth examination of issues of overriding importance in the sports world. Each week, we'll discuss problems and look for solutions in professional, collegiate, and amateur sports. From Carol Hall on the Carolina campus, here's your host, UNC journalism professor, Charlie Tuggle.
1: Welcome to Sports Focus. Our topic today the varsity blues college admission scandal. Our guest, Ryan Natulo, who writes for the American Statesman newspaper. Ryan, uh, I, I want to talk, though, about a piece not that you wrote for the Statesman, but that you wrote for Hook'em, uh, a, a publication related to the University of Texas. So we had Michael Center, who was the former men's tennis coach at Texas, just sentenced to six months in prison for his role. In varsity blues. What was his role in varsity
2: blues? Yeah, Charlie. So, Michael Center, the men's tennis coach, uh, a successful men's tennis coach, I'll add, at, at University of Texas, agreed to accept a bribe of $100,000. I'll break that down a little later to certify a non tennis player as a scholarship athlete.
1: Top prospect, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- th- this kid um, comes from uh, a-, a wealthy family in uh, Silicon Valley. Dad that was a venture capitalist, and uh, presumably could not get into University of Texas, which is a selective school, on his own academic merits. So what happened was through a middleman, Michael Center agreed to put this kid on a tennis scholarship. Now, the kid couldn't beat me or you in a tennis match, I don't think. He had no skills at all. And he uh, put him on a tennis scholarship, very small tennis scholarship. And when the kid got to campus, he surrendered that scholarship, but was still allowed to stay at UT as a student. And um, you you dig, dig a little deeper, he actually stayed with the tennis team briefly as a student manager and then moved to the men's basketball team as a student manager. So, you know, I had always thought that this would be a great con for a coach to do, um, to get someone into school that uh, couldn't couldn't get in on his or her own academic merits and just put them on athletic scholarship and then take them right off. And, and that's what happened here.
1: So... Uh... Carter, our center, rather, center is the second coach to be um, convicted here, and fifteenth person overall. And from what I'm hearing, there could be even more names coming. Names we haven't heard of. Of course, folks are familiar with uh, the actresses Felicity Huffman and uh, and others. But are you hearing that more names could be coming?
2: Well, uh, so Michael Center had. An agreement, which was a pretty rare agreement, when he pleaded guilty, he told prosecutors, I'm willing to help you take down others, basically. Um, So far, that has not happened. Now, the, the father of the, using air quotes here, tennis player that Michael Center got into the University of Texas has not been charged. He says through spokespeople that he didn't know this was going on. Uh, that, that he had made some donations to this uh, singer, the third, third party that has um, you know, been the mastermind of this uh, entire Varsity Blues operation. Um, and he, the father, said that uh, basically they're the victim. They, they didn't know this was going on. He has not been charged. The feds, in my experience, don't charge people until they got them just completely sealed up and ready to throw them in prison. It, it, they, they don't take chances. So, um, yeah, know, it, it's certainly a possibility that more could uh, be charged. Uh, some defendants are fighting it, going to take it to trial, which I don't know that for many of them that's the best legal strategy. Because um, again, it's you know that it seems like these cases are, are pretty bulletproof from the feds' perspective. But um, yeah, I think a, a lot of people at Texas were waiting to see if Michael Center, that cooperation agreement he had with feds, would result in anyone at Texas being charged. And you know, for them, it's uh, it, it, it just hasn't happened.
1: All right, to wrap up this first segment, that's what I wanted to to touch on is where was the compliance in all this? I mean, I'm fairly familiar with how intricate uh, NC2A compliance is and what have you uh, on a college campus, and it's like, was no one watching this?
2: It's a a really good question that uh, no one wants to seem to answer. Uh, No one wants to take blame for this, but... The best guess at what happened is nobody checked this kid's tennis credentials. They just took Michael Word Center that Center's word that the kid could play, and he was a scholarship level athlete. And they signed whatever paperwork. Michael Center's boss signed whatever paperwork they needed to, and they moved on. Since then, Texas has launched an internal investigation to see if this has happened in any other instances in the past 18 years. Michael Center was uh, coach 18 years, became the coach 18 years ago, so that's why they picked that time frame. Uh, they said it has not. I don't know that, um, you know, this is all that, uh, I guess, common. Uh, you know, it's, there's been several coaches charged, but I I still think this was very rare. And I don't think that many coaches in the tennis world knew this was going on or, or athletics world period knew this was going on. So, you know, it caught people off guard. It certainly caught compliance off guard. They're obviously going to have to make some changes. They say they have made some changes. There is a report that they have not released to the media. We would love to see that report about their investigation and see what exactly they learned, what uh, steps they're taking now to make sure this doesn't happen again. They have not released that report, and uh, we're we're certainly going to push them to do that. Sports Focus will be right back.
0: You're listening to Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle, and now back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Sports Focus. We're talking about Varsity Blues, not the movie, but the uh, college admission scandal. We're talking with Ryan Atulo of the American Statesman newspaper. Ryan, I want to concentrate on Michael Center. So, here's a guy who was as you mentioned earlier, very successful as a coach. He personally got $60,000 out of this, right? It's $100,000 total, but he personally got 60. is, what, maybe half a year's salary? And for that, he's giving up six months of his life in prison. He's going to be radioactive when he comes back. No one's going to want to hire this guy. He missed out on a national championship for his team. Uh, They won with the interim head coach. What a mess this guy is in.
2: It's really a fall from grace because he had just an excellent team. He's been a good coach, had a good program for a while, but I think he was really hitting his stride before this all came crashing down. And, you know, I keep coming back to that $60,000. If there was any thought in Michael Center's mind that, you know, this isn't that big of a deal, that ends when you meet a stranger in a hotel parking lot and accept a bag With $60,000 in cash, that just seems incredibly slimy, for lack of a better word, to all of us, I would think. And, yeah, um, as you said, I don't see him ever coaching again in college. Uh, If he was a football coach, a basketball coach, yeah, he probably gets another shot, maybe. Um, But there's just, there's not a whole lot to gain in tennis uh, financially for, for school, big school like Texas um, and, and others of, uh, you know, Big 12, Big 10, ACC. You know, you're just not making much money, so why risk it? Um, I just I, I, I feel bad for him he, and his family. They ha- him and his wife have kids. Um, everyone says this was out of character for center he is a good guy but no he's not going to coach i don't think in in college anymore so what happens then is he a club pro does he try to coach professional players it's uh it, it's it's a pretty remarkable fall from grace because he had a really good job at a really good university and that program was humming along and won a national title a couple months after him getting fired
1: yeah I, 60 grand to me it, it... That's a drop in the bucket for the risk, the risk that was involved with this. And as you said, that you're meeting someone in a hotel parking lot, that should be a red flag that, you know, there's something amiss here for 60 grand.
2: Yeah, this is a guy who made over $200,000 a year, Um, pretty, pretty well over $200,000 a year. It didn't seem like it was worth it. People close to him will tell you that at the time that this happened, Center was being pressured to raise money for a new tennis facility, and and that backs up. Texas needed a new tennis facility; their old one got torn down, and that would speak to the additional forty thousand dollars that was funneled into that facility as part of this scheme. But you know, sixty went just straight to center's pocket. And there's just no excuse for that. It, it, it's bad. It's ugly. I, his conscience had to have told him, don't do this. It's not worth it. It's criminal. And he just didn't listen.
1: The other part of this, Ryan, that I just flat do not understand is wealthy parents, you know, go, go with the system. The system is you... Uh, contribute a hundred thousand dollars to the library or, you know, you make some other big contribution to the university. And uh, you know, with a wink and a nod, your kid gets into the school who came up. Well, Singer did obviously, but who thinks uh, up stuff like this that, Oh, wait a minute, here, here's a better scheme. I'm going to falsify the, the athletic credentials of these kids.
2: It's, it's, uh, pretty high level thinking. Uh, you know, it, it's pretty high-level thinking. I guess it's a, it's a less visible way than writing that $100,000 check to the library. But that stuff happens, and it's happened for years. And it's, it's not great, but it's legal. It's not a bribe. Uh, this way is illegal. It is a bribe. I just don't see why it had to happen this way. Um it, there there was cleaner ways for parents to do it, but it may have been embarrassing to them to have to let their kids know, look, I'm having to write this check to research to get you into the school. Uh you know, uh this kid who got in if we believe his dad's story thought he got in on his own academic merits he had no idea and and same thing with you know some of these other children whose parents got caught up in the scheme they didn't know so um yeah it, it's it's embarrassing it didn't have to go down this way and you know people are paying some pretty penalties for six months in prison, Michael Center. I mean, that, I don't want to stay six months in prison. That sounds pretty awful.
1: Sports Focus. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. And now back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Sports Focus and our discussion of the, of the varsity blues college admission scandal. We're talking with Ryan Atullo. Ryan, let's go back to something you mentioned earlier. You said if he had been a basketball coach, men's basketball in most cases, or a football coach, he probably would get another chance. What does that say about the system?
2: Well, it just says that college athletics, as much as it wants to preach, uh, academics first, students first, integrity first, is really money first. Let's face it, we've known that for for years, for decades. Uh, if a school can make money by hiring a coach who has had some issues, it's going to do it. It's going to take the PR hit initially and then win games, and people forget about it, fan bases forget about it. I mean, you look at uh, Bruce Pearl, men's basketball at Auburn. I mean, He's been a cheat throughout his entire career, but an outstanding coach. and that seems to paper over whatever past sins somebody has made men's tennis. It just doesn't move the needle. It doesn't bring money in to a university like most sports don't, you know, very few sports bring money in. So I just, uh, you know, I, I, I can't imagine there's an athletic director out there that's going to say, we need to bring in Michael center. I don't care what he's done in his past. He's going to, Help raise the profile. Help raise the bottom line of our athletic department. I, I, it just—it's not—not going to happen.
1: All right. So this really has centered around what we call the Olympic sports. Uh, I think it was John Vandermore at uh, USC who was the sailing coach. He—he uh, he actually got away with—with uh, with no time because he didn't take any money personally, whereas Center did take the the sixty thousand. But then you have. Uh, two women soccer coaches from Southern Cal who have pleaded guilty, a women's soccer coach from Yale. So it's, it's the sports that, for lack of a better way to put it, people don't pay as much attention to, and maybe compliance doesn't pay as much attention to?
2: There's that, Charlie, and also football has only full scholarships. Basketball has only full scholarships. So, are you really, as a coach, going to give a full scholarship? Uh, those things are like bars of gold to a student who can't play at all. Probably not. Whereas Michael Center justified it because the scholarship amount that he gave to this kid was for room and board, basically. I think it covered books. So, it was very little. Michael Center had some scholarship money available. I believe men's tennis only has. 4.5 scholarships for its entire roster. Very small number. So he was able to just give a little bit, and then he got it right back when the, the kid got to campus and, and surrendered that scholarship. So, yes, less visible. There's going to be less eyes on what's going on. There's not uh, fans following diehard recruiting uh, you know websites that are devoted to who Texas is recruiting in tennis. Um, but it, it, it's, it's certainly, uh, I, I think it has more to do with just these small scholarships that can kind of go, you, you're not risking a whole lot. Well, you are risking a whole lot, but you're not giving a whole lot um, to in turn get a hundred thousand dollars.
1: All right. So again, I want to return to how the system is set up, how college athletics is viewed, uh, how it's run, uh, can college athletics recover from this particular black eye?
2: This particular one, yes, but the, this kind of drip, drip, drip that we see in college athletics with the attack on the NCAA, about transfers, about uh, players getting paid, I, I don't college athletics is, is never going to look the same way it did 10 years ago five years ago. I, I, I think people have lost faith in the integrity of college athletics. I mean, you look at the um, FBI investigation into the basketball coaches and their uh, relationships with shoe companies. It's just people are cheating and it's gotten to a point where I, I think the NCAA and fans and administrations have said it's, it may be easier to just Relax some of these rules than to really enforce them because it, it's it's people are continuing to cheat and it's sad. It, it's it's not great for uh, the, the purest among us, but um, I think that's that's where we're we're headed.
1: And that does it for this edition of Sports Focus. Thanks to our guest Ryan Atulo. Thanks also to producer Laura Field. And as always, thanks to you for listening. Cheers.
0: Thanks to Richard Southall, Mark Nagel, and Deborah Southall at the College Sport Research Institute at the University of South Carolina for their research and guidance and for access to CSRI's International Network of Sources. Sports Focus is a service of UNC's Hussman School of Journalism and Media.